0: Welcome back to From My Mom's Basement. Um, this is the fourth episode in the podcast where I record short stories straight from my mom's basement. Um, I'm your host, David Chamberlain. And if you haven't already, go ahead and listen to the other podcasts; they're all pretty good. Um, today, I have a shorter story for you. It's a it's a rainy day, and I'm actually pretty sick, um, and so I uh, I'm going to use a story that I think fits pretty well. Um, it's called. Rainy days, and it's by me, David Jingle. thank you. It would rain. Not often, but it would sometimes. Big and fat droplets that would smack the roof. You walked outside in it and got soaked right quick. The dirt roads would turn black and viscous and smelly. It was hard for cars to come through. Mr. Abrin on the end of the road, would get his truck all warmed up and ready to tow. you would have to tow at least one person on those days. I remember the kids turned to demons in the rain, caked in mud and hidden in the mist like little hellions dancing and yelling, always in the summer. Samantha would run out with them. She loved it as much as they did. She'd come back covered in the black, smelly mud, and I'd yell, Can't let you in! You're gonna have to take those clothes off if you want inside. She'd roll her eyes and open the screen door. And the mist hovered over the pines on the hill. My friend's wedding was on one of those rainy days. He came from a long way away to get married back here. Lived in the big city. Lived with his girl. He wanted to get hitched in his hometown. And I remember his fiancée better than just about anything. She had light hair and dark brows and wouldn't smile a lot. He loved her more than she loved him. That much was obvious. They showed up in his old Ford he had in high school, a big mint-green monster that was older than life itself. We talked on the porch when he arrived, and I remember him talking different. He talked like a man, a smart one. Samantha talked to his fiancée in the kitchen, but his fiancée wasn't much for talking. "'Your kids are all grown up,' he said. "'Yeah, they're getting big.' "'I guess they had met at his job, my friend and his girl.' Some fancy gig in town. One of those things where he just knew when he saw her. She was it. We went to the bar that night, before he was going to tie the knot. Drove in his old Ford. He'd been with his family all week and needed a break, I guess. I remember up in the night sky, through the window of the Ford, I could see the thick jaws of a cloud swallowing the stars. Might rain on you tomorrow, I said. Ah, I like the summer rains here, he said. It'll be fun. He smiled at me, and I knew then he wasn't the same boy I knew before. When we got to the bar, he drank a few whiskey and sodas, and I had a gin and tonic. He was a happy man, my friend. Happy when I knew him as a kid and happy that night. He told me he was going to buy a cottage out by my place. He found one for cheap and was going to fix it up. He was leaving the city and going to start a family. Her friends just aren't the best for her. They're very negative, very skeptical about things, he said. We need to get out of that atmosphere. I think life out here would suit her. He'd gotten pretty drunk by then. His eyes were all misty, and he just kept staring at me and smiling. He was nervous to get married, I could tell. Well, what would you do out here? I asked him. I thought you were studying archaeology or something. Anthropology, he replied. Anthropology is what I'm studying. I could work from out here. I... I don't know, April just... She needs to get out of that environment. I nodded. You and Sam seem happy, he said. We are, I answered. He nodded. I just... I just hope April's happy. That's all I can hope for, he said. And in that dim light with the neon and the music, he looked different. Like he had aged a thousand years. My happy friend seemed... So old. I had to drive him back to his parents' house, walked him to the door. We had to be quiet, though. His family was long asleep. Walking home, I watched the clouds overtake the constellations. And for a very brief moment, I felt something deep and dark sneak inside my heart. Something I can't explain. I thought about running back to my friend's house. I don't know why. I followed the dirt road home and listened to the night to the storm approaching. The next morning, I put on my tuxedo I had borrowed from my father. It was too big. Samantha looked so pretty in that dress she would always wear, and the kids were washed and combed, and it was raining. Raining like you wouldn't believe. There wasn't a wedding that day, though. Not due to the weather. That night, my friend had stuck his dad's nickel-plated .44 against the roof of his mouth and shot himself. There was no wedding, but it rained and rained, and I saw Mr. Abram leading an ambulance past my house. All right, well, thank you for listening. I know it was a shorter one this week. I hope you can forgive me. I am just very sick, Um, but I'll be back next week with a longer one, hopefully. This episode was written and produced by me and edited uh, by me. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Thank you.